Hi there, my name is Mubashra and this is Color Me PR Podcast. Join me for conversations with diverse women in communications who break the ceiling with what they can do. This podcast is all about being inspired and inspiring others. Welcome to our safe space. Priya Bates is the president of Inner Strength Communication, Inc., and the co-founder of A Leader Like Me, an empowered community built to help women of color who don't often see people who look like them in leadership roles or around a boardroom table. Priya is an award-winning communicator with over 20 years of experience in leadership roles, including work with organizations such as Um, the International Association of Business Communicators, where she was recognized nationally and internationally for lifetime achievements and contributions to the field. Priya has a passion for driving strong performance from the inside out and is here to share that passion with us today. I have to say it is truly an honor to have you on as the very first guest on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, Priya. And the honor is mine. I'm, I'm very excited to participate in something that, you know, personally and professionally is very, very important to me. Thank you so much. So before we chat about the amazing work that you're doing right now, including with a leader like me, I noticed you actually did a PR certificate program back in 94, the year I was born. <laughs> so oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Similar to the program I just graduated from this June, and I just, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you actually got into the field of communications. Um, A little bit by accident, I have to tell you. Um, I, like most Asian, South Asian people, (laughs) uh, my family saw my good grades in high school and, uh, and said, you should be a doctor. And they really wanted me to pursue science. Um, And I did go to the University of Western Ontario in 86. Um, I graduated there in 91. Um, Having completed a, I started out in science. I knew very quickly that I was never going to be a doctor. I can't stand (laughs) the sight of blood. Uh, And started pivoting then Mm -hmm. and saying, what is it that I'm interested in? And I was able to still retain my science degree uh, while I uh, also brought in some humanities courses, neuropsychology and the brain and behavior and education, uh, all of these things that I wanted to explore that were on the softer side. Uh, that were more focused on the humanities, which I was interested in, but I still finished with my Bachelor of Science. And I, as I explored, as I finished that degree and wrote my thesis um, in neuropsychology, I realized that the last thing I wanted to do is work in a lab, because that's what the next steps were. Um, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed customer service, so I worked in some customer service jobs. I was trying to decide what I wanted to do when I grew up, Uh, and I realized I heard about this PR program that a friend had gone through, and at at the time, there weren't many, so there was one PR degree program out east. I think Mount Allison did a PR degree program, Mm -hmm. and Humber College had this certificate program in public relations, I did not even know what public relations was and that it was actually a job at the time. And now I look at all of the programs that have been built 
since just in the Toronto area and ar across the country and around the world. It's really started being elevated. All of these programs together, I think, are doing a really great job at providing these fundamental skills we need coming into the industry. So definitely agree with you there. And then I've also seen that you have quite Absolutely. a breadth of experience. You uh, have worked in so many different um, areas. I would consider myself a lifelong learner. Yeah. So I love variety. I said that to you before. I love to learn new things and learn different industries. And then I think there's that scientist in me, because I learned science up front, that also looks for the common denominators and what's the same. And what's been really interesting with internal communication and strategic internal communication is that I can use those skills and the expertise I have there to walk into any business and any industry uh, and understand very quickly what their challenges are and what the opportunities are for success. And that's been really great. So it, I don't feel like I need uh, a big breath in one industry. I have had years of experience in technology. I've had years of experience in retail. And maybe it's because those industries impact everybody else that there is some some common elements because i understood technology early on and i used to not understand it but i probably know it more know the terminology and can speak to it professionals um, you know really comfortably because of the 12 years i spent there and then when we talked about retail everybody has a customer out there so really embedding myself into understanding the sales process and understanding marketing and working with incredible leaders i've gotten to work with over my career um, going through tremendous transformational change that's kind of the com the common element for me often now as a consultant i'm brought in when an organization is going through change or experiencing resistance and wants to drive some change and that's been a that's the common piece that applies across the board, regardless of what organization I'm working with. That's amazing. And as you mentioned, driving change, um, <laughs> jumping back a little bit to the starting of your career, how diverse was the field when you first started? And did you experience any challenges based on your gender or background? It wasn't diverse and it still isn't. Um, I don't think that's a surprise. Uh, to you. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, I think, the few people who were uh, diverse in the program. And when we talk about diverse, there's, there's a lot of diverse elements. So, yeah. so definitely when we talked about gender, the industry, we were 75 to 80% women. So mm -hmm. I fit into that category. Uh, when we talked about LGBTQ+, there was a small uh, small percentage, or we didn't know about it because it wasn't as freely talked yeah. about back then. Uh, when we talked about ability, there wasn't any issues that I saw um, from a, a disability perspective, like not issues. There, we didn't see people with disability in the program. Mm -hmm. uh, but when it came to race, it was a handful of us. I, and I'm still friends with that handful. Right. right. So the, so that group is still my network today, that program, because maybe that was a common element that brought us together and kept us in touch over the years. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then I mean, today where, you know, the, the studies are telling us that you look up at every uh, corporate team, organizational leadership team from a uh, communication perspective. So forget corporation like executive teams. When you look at communication leadership, 
I'm often the only person of color at the table. I will see a few more, uh, I will definitely see more women when we're talking about communication and HR leadership, but we're not seeing the diversity that we need to see. And in fact, CIPR, which is in the UK, did a study um, and there, you know, the UK and London um, are very multicultural places uh, in the world. And they, their last study that was just conducted last year said 92% are white in the industry and only 8% are people of color. Wow. And that's, and that is not reflective of, it's not reflective of the community and the audience you're often speaking to. And it's definitely not reflective of the community that the business exists in. And it's not reflected often. It's not reflected of the, of the employee base of an organization. Absolutely. So we have work to do. Absolutely. Um, and that's why, you know, launching this podcast as well, I was a little bit hesitant at first, but I realized you know, putting ourselves out there, putting our voices out there is really the only way to get things done. Um, and that's why I wanted to connect with you as well to get, you know, an idea of what your experience has been like in the field. Um, because it is amazing to have a leader like you in, uh, you know, a, a senior level or leadership role for other women of color like myself to look up to. So thank you for the work that you do. And you, you touched on it a little bit, but why do you think it really is important for us to have representation um, in you know, public relations, communications roles? Public relations and communication leaders are advising our executive leaders. We're providing advice with a very narrow point of view. And there are things, let me, you know, one thing I will say is a lot of the great agencies and uh, communication teams will always incorporate um, kind of stakeholder relations in their programming. So they'll do their research, they'll talk to their audiences so that they can get those various perspectives and point of view. So that usually helps make up a little bit Mm -hmm. of what, you know, in order to learn, in order to drive and advise appropriately. But I think that there's a loss when you don't have somebody, uh, first of all, you don't have people uh, who are diverse at the table to provide their opinions. And, and even if you have those diverse people at the table, that they're not comfortable providing their opinions openly and honestly and authentically. So it's one, one step to check the boxes and bring the people in the door, which we're starting to see a little bit more of right mm -hmm. now. It's a completely different opportunity when you actually allow those individuals to authentically provide you the real advice, what's really going on in their head, uh, honestly and openly. It's something that I feel has always been an advantage for me as a consultant to be I have very rarely walked into an executive team room with any of the clients I've worked with um, and found people who look like me. I'm, you know, I'm seeing more women come up uh, to executive ranks. I very, very rarely see any color around that table. I'm starting to see a change. It's not happening fast enough. So I'm Absolutely. usually that lone representative. And because I'm outside the company, they're paying me to provide advice. I, I, it would be um, irresponsible for me to give them the advice that I really need, that they really need in order to drive a program successfully. And, and my track record has been incredible. 
because I come from those various places and I take the time to, you know, have those best practices to listen to those audiences that matter at the end of the day. Absolutely. And, you know, it is unfortunate that after, you know, more than 20 years, it's still a you know minimal representation that you're seeing around those boardroom tables, but you know we're we're getting there. The best we can do is to keep trying. So, is this part of why you decided to launch a leader like me? I jo- I launched a leader like me. We started talking about it in January. So this is pre-COVID and pre-pandemic. We knew uh, it, it, my partner uh, Advita Patel, who is based in the UK, she owns a, an agency called. Comms Rebel. We had met through IABC and through online internal communication communities. We started building a relationship uh, online. She asked me to be her mentor. And when we sat down and talked to one another, what we realized is that even though we were, you know, 20 years in age apart, different generations, uh, even though I was an immigrant to Canada and she was actually born in the UK. Mm-hmm. We had very, very similar stories. So it's that what you just said that things haven't changed yeah. much in the time that, uh, that I've been in this role. And I think that we said there is an opportunity to help provide that support community. What's missing? What do we wish as, as women of color who are stepping out there? What do we wish we had um, to support us? in a unique way to help us drive uh, our career uh, success. And so we, at first it was just a, wouldn't this be nice if we had a support network? And then we kind of said, this is an idea. This is something that we think we can provide as a service that's still consistent with my brand identity. So inner strength, we help enable, engage and empower. Well, where I'm providing that same enablement, engagement, and empowerment only from a personal lens versus a professional lens when I do it uh, with corporations and organizations. And it was really about lifting that individual up. Um, and we were focused on women of color. That was never a doubt. At first, we were thinking it was South Asian women, but then we expanded it. And that's what that's the change, I think, when Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and the protests started happening, we knew that our, our uh, span was bigger than just South Asian women, that we could help more, uh, and started a pilot uh, program, and the results of the pilot program have been incredible. So, so we're getting ready for our second cohort to start in January. Amazing. And do you mind if I ask what some of that feedback has been, how, you know, especially for other women of color that have, you know, taken part in the program, What's, what, how have they felt about it? Well, we asked them a very specific questions and stay tuned. I'm going to blog about the survey feedback that we got um, from our members uh, during that first cohort. Uh, their confidence level grew and we probably asked them to rate. I won't get the numbers exactly correct, but we asked them to rate what their confidence was like at the beginning of the program and what their confidence light was like at the end of the program and they moved from like five out of ten to eight and a half out of ten like that's a significant change that is amazing Um, they felt that they were uh showing up more and we've Mm. seen that the number of our members who are now 
asking the right questions and having the difficult conversations and not hiding, but actually, you know, standing out and stepping out. Uh, we're seeing them be, uh, be the people uh, and women that, uh, that are on conference slates and are being asked to blog about their opinions, not only from a diversity perspective, but from their expertise. We've built that. We've helped them identify what is it that makes them great? What is it that makes them unique? And how do they bring that conversation advice to the table to help everyone? And it's it definitely, we're seeing that happen. It's been incredible. But the key is that confidence building and the fact that they feel they have a support community. Because mm -hmm. there are things sometimes that we're experiencing, and that's something I'm recognizing, that I don't have anyone to talk to about those things with. I can't yeah. go back to my network. I can't join the women's group at work that is still mostly white women and talk about my experiences as a person of color. Mm -hmm. And I, and I need that. And I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily comfortable talking about it at work with my peers. Mm -hmm. So here's this third party group that you can belong to. And it's a community that supports one another. It's not just Adveed and I, we have incredible speakers that come in once a month. We had Carol Kinsey Goman do our first uh, program in the nest, which is a subscription community as well. Um, and she talked about leadership presence for women. And so we're bringing in these experts who are going to teach you. So it's skills development will help you drive strategy. And that's personal strategy because everybody's strategy is different. And we're going to really give you that safe space and support network. And we think of all of those things and it's just magical. Like what we're seeing happen um, with these women has been phenomenal. And they've said that we're changing their lives in a matter of 12 weeks in short periods of time, we're changing Amazing. their lives and that's exciting. That is really exciting. And I can tell you from a junior communicator level as well that, you know, putting myself out there as, you know, a diversity advocate, I often get questions from junior communicators as well about how can we be more confident in speaking up um, about the value that we bring to the table, you know, based on our lived experiences. Um, so having a program like this to to look towards as well is extremely helpful. So um, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that the program is going well and exciting to see where it will grow from here. We are too. I think the, the key is it's, it's one of those things where the passion kind of matches the professional and, and you, you know, I've always been very passionate about internal communication. So I love what I do in my consulting work on a regular basis. I, but at the end of the day, what I love is seeing the change, whether it's with the organization yes. yeah. that I'm supporting or it's the individuals that I'm supporting, internal communications practitioners in general, but also the, you know, those women of color in a variety of industries who just need the support. That's the thing that's kind of the string that connects everything that I want to do because I want to do purposeful and meaningful work. Amazing. Um, so if there's you know, kind of one key message or action item that you could leave with your listeners today um, about how to feel more comfortable in this field, what would it be? I think what we're hearing, the words we're hearing, whether it's talking to leaders or we're talking to individuals, is be yourself, be authentic, be transparent, understand what you have to give the world. And so when we're talking about uh, the work that we're trying to do in diversity, inclusion, equity, belonging, and I'm not an expert, 
So when I talk about those things, I talk about personal experiences and what I've gone through. We have a job to do to educate the organizations on why diversity is important. And, and I'm really trying to elevate those conversations. But we also have a job to do with ourselves. So it's, it's, I feel like we're trying to drive the change. We have to drive it from both places. That, that we, you know, the fact that, even, that I can step up into these organizations and it, when I ask people to step up, they're a little afraid. They're not bringing the confidence. They're experiencing what my partner, Vita, uh, calls imposter syndrome. She speaks a lot about that. So follow Comms Rebel and, and look up some of the programs she's done on imposter syndrome. There, there's, because we've been told that we can't or we don't see leaders like us, we believe we don't belong. And I think we need to kibosh that belief right up front personally. And then do do some research on ourselves. What do we have to offer? What are the experiences that we've got that are going to contribute to that leader, to that organization, to that conversation, to, to the social activity that's going on out there? What do I have to give? What's unique about me that I have to share? Mm-hmm. And, and don't be afraid to step out there and try because it's going to take, it's not only going to take leaders who've, who've identified uh, diverse uh, opportunities, it's also going to, it's going to also need people to step forward and get out of their, get out of the stories and the narratives they've told themselves for their entire lives. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much. That is exactly, um, I think, the kind of thing that we all need to hear, whether we're junior communicators or senior level. Um, I think it's something that's valuable for all of us. And even if you're not a person of color, if you're an ally, recognizing the importance of, of this as well and, and how to help, I think is, is essential. So thank you for that. Um, and thank you so much for joining me for Color Me PR podcast today, for sharing your experiences and insights and how we can implement more equity and inclusion in the PR industry. So thank you so much for your time, Priya. You're welcome. Um, and just before we go, is there anywhere that listeners can follow you um, to, to keep in touch with what's going on with a leader like me or with Inner Strength Communications? Look up Priya Bates on LinkedIn. Um, my Twitter handle is at Priya Bates. And I've got two websites. So if you're looking for internal communication, change management, or employee engagement, uh, consulting, and mentoring, uh, it is www.innerstrengthcommunicationnews.com. And if you're looking for that support network uh, for a leader like me, and we're hoping to expand it to other groups, we just want to start with uh, women of color first, it's a leaderlikeme.com. So so take a look at both and, and they're... Uh, We're excited about the uh, possibilities with both programs. Amazing. Thank you so much, Priya. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Color Me PR podcast. I hope this conversation helped enlighten and inspire you about the value of diversity and inclusion in PR. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow at ColorMePR on Instagram for updates. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to our next conversation.